0: Because Jesus, as it turns out, talks quite often in the Bible about wineries and vineyards. But you've got to ask the question are they actually about the vineyards? Dum dum dum. They could be, you never know. I don't really think it is so much about the vineyard as it is about the characters in it. The nature of God is a seeker of human beings. He is seeking those who he can call to work in his vineyard. Hi, and um, welcome. I want to take you on a bit of a tour from the Bible this morning, uh, or today, wherever time you're listening to this at. If, if, I, was, if I was taking you around the interior of BC or Northern California or parts of Australia or Argentina or Chile, um, I would say, hey, this is going to be a, a, a vineyard tour, a winery tour, because Jesus, as it turns out, ...talks quite often in the Bible about wineries and vineyards and tells parables about them. But you've got to ask the question, are they actually about the vineyards? Dum-dum-dum! They could be, you never know. But this one that we're particularly going to look at today... I don't really think it is so much about the vineyard as it is about the characters in it. So, if you've got a Bible, turn with me, if you will, to Matthew chapter 20. It's quite an interesting story. And there's some questions you've got to ask right at the beginning of this story. Um along the lines of, who is Jesus telling this parable, this story to? Right now, you've got to remember about the parables, they're not facts. They're a made-up illustration that Jesus chooses to tell to illustrate a point. Now, there's a big hint in this one as well, uh, about who he's telling it to, because it actually runs on straight from chapter 19. There's, now we've if you've got a Bible like this, we stick this number right there, right? And then we put a different heading. And it seems then that this is a different story. It's not. It runs on straight away. There's no speech marks at the end of chapter 19. So this talk that Jesus is giving, it actually runs straight into chapter 20 without a break. He just draws breath and keeps talking. So when we read this, uh, there's a massive hint who he's telling it to and telling it about. So if you go away and you read chapter 19 and then run straight into chapter 20, ignoring the fact that we've put this big black number there, then you get a continuity of the story and what's actually happened in, in the context of the conversation with the people that Jesus is talking to which is his disciples after he's had this interaction with a rich young man. Now, we stick those numbers there only to help us to find our place in reference when we're looking up scriptures. That's all they're there for. They weren't there as part of the original text. We put those in later as reference points, right? So, this is what it says. I want you to listen to these words because they're, they're very important, the, the words that Jesus uses and he doesn't use, as always. The kingdom of heaven is like, is like. Again, it's like, it, it's not the kingdom of heaven is, it's like. This is just an illustration, so please don't make the kingdom of heaven to be this it's like this as a as an illustration for us to help understand something that actually can't be framed in human words so the kingdom of heaven is like now what do you think he's going to say like what the kingdom of heaven is like a and we want to fill in the words vineyard because i've already told you that the story's going to take place in a vineyard <laughs> But that's not what Jesus says. It's not, it's not what he says. He, it's sneaky. He leads us up to think he's going to be that. But it's not that. This is what he says. Listen to this. And the kingdom of heaven is like the landowner. The kingdom of heaven is like the landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. So this whole parable, this whole story, is about the landowner and the character that the landowner has. So when we realize that, that the central figure isn't the vineyard itself, the central figure isn't the workers in the vineyard, although they play a major part in the, in the plot and the role and the and the, the understanding of the story, the, the main character in the kingdom of heaven is like the landowner. This is about the character, the integrity, the, 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 the example, the teaching, the leading of the landowner that owns the vineyard. Doesn't take too much imagination to figure out who that landowner is. All right. And the landowner, the, the, this this figure here is the, is the God figure in the story. OK, now listen to this. Now, we're going to skip through this as always, because there's so much in here. But we don't have time and I'm not sure that I can sit that very long, <laughs> cramped up in the back of my Jeep on a rainy, cold day. But we'll look at this as much as we can. He went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard, he agreed to pay the normal day's wage, and sent them to work. Now, in some of your in some of your translations, as you read this, it will say denarius. That's the normal day's wage for normal day's work. And they readily agreed, happily agreed, to go out to do that. Now, look look at when he went out. He went out early in the morning, but in verse three it says this: at nine o'clock in the morning. He was passing through the marketplace again and he saw some people standing around doing nothing. So he hired them, telling them, I'll pay you whatever is right at the end of the day. So they went to work in the vineyard. He went again at noon and at the third hour and he did the same thing at five o'clock. And he went out and he still found people standing around. And he said to them in verse 6, Why haven't you been working today? They replied, because no one hired us. The landowner said, See, it's about the landowner. Then go out and join the others in my vineyard. Now listen, I don't know if you've noticed or if you thought about this. Um, Maybe it's because I I don't live that close to town. But but this... This landowner seems to go to town a lot. He seems to be in and out of town a lot. Why does Jesus say that? Why does Jesus use a story where he has a landowner going in and out of town a lot? I like to think it's because this this shows the nature of the landowner. That he's always seeking workers. That there's there's all this work to be done in his vineyard, in his kingdom, in the place that he has dominion over, in in the place where he has control. There is there is always work to be done, and he is always seeking people always the nature of God is a seeker of human beings. It starts in the in the very first chapters of the Bible, in, in chapter 3 of Genesis, right at the very beginning, right to the very end of the book of Revelation. He is seeking those who he can call to work in his vineyard, that he can call to be part of his kingdom, that he can call to be, to be part of what he is doing and interacting with human beings on planet earth. He goes to the town looking for workers, and when he finds people idly standing around, he says to them, what are you doing here? Why aren't you actively working? Why aren't you actively doing something um, of benefit in the kingdom? Why aren't you actively doing something to to benefit the the people who are around on planet Earth? You know, I, I often wonder, I often wonder, look, What would Jesus do if he walked into our church services and he saw everybody just sitting around? I wonder if he would stop there and say, hey, like, what are you doing? Just sitting around. What why aren't you actively working? Why aren't you actively participating in the business of the kingdom? Because that seems to be the question that the landowner is is talking about here. Remember, the landowner is the central character. Hey, God is the central character of every part of this book. Every part. And he says to these people, why have you been standing around? And that's a challenge to me. Why are you sitting around? Why why aren't you actively participating in the work of the kingdom? Why aren't you actively participating in the work of the vineyard? And so he sends them out. Now I want you to realize and to recognize something. He doesn't send them out here. He doesn't just relocate they're lazy habits. He doesn't take uh, people who are sitting around doing nothing and say, OK, look, you know, if you, if you want to sit around and do, do nothing, there's a better place to sit around and do nothing in. Go and sit around and do nothing in my vineyard. He doesn't do that. He sends them to work in his vineyard. He sends them there to work. He doesn't send them to sit around and sing songs. He doesn't send them to sit around and discuss um, fruitless arguments. He doesn't set them, send them to sit, to, to sit around and, and, and make positive statements and faith declarations. He doesn't tell them. To, he sends them to actually be involved in a job of work. And I like that. You see, now they don't, now you've got to understand... Because this is really important they don't get to be part of what is happening in the vineyard by working they get to be part of what is going on in the vineyard by invitation from the landowner Wow what a thought you see I can't I can't be an active participant in the vineyard just by work. I don't even get to be in the vineyard by my work. I only get to be in the vineyard when I'm invited there by the landowner. And I have been, and you have been, and we all have been invited to participate in the work of the landowner in his vineyard and it's up to us whether we accept that invitation or not and these people had a choice they could stand around and stand around in the marketplace and kick around on the street corners and do nothing or they could be active participants in the kingdom in in the vineyard work of the landowner i choose with the whole of my life and the whole of my existence to be an active participant in the work of the landowner in the vineyard in the kingdom of god i choose that and I want to be part of that. I don't want to sit around indolent and lazy, doing nothing. I want to be part of what's happening in the kingdom of God. That's what, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to give my life to, to great thing. So he went out. Now listen, this is what it says. That evening, verse 8, that evening, <laughs> he told the foreman to call the work to get us and to pay them. Why is Jesus so specific here? Like he says that evening he, 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 didn't, he didn't need to be that specific really, did he? He could have said at at, at pay time at 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 the time when the wages rec- the, the workers received their wages. He could have said, at the end of days. Or he could have said, at the end of the harvest. He could have said anything, but he doesn't. He says, that evening. Why would he be that specific? It's it's quite strange. But then you realize, in Deuteronomy chapter 24, which is part of what we regard as the old law, it says this. It says Don't deprive the workers of their wages in the evening. Give them their wages each day. Jesus prays an incredible prayer earlier in Matthew, in Matthew chapter 6. And he says this, give us today our daily bread. Give Give us that today. Just like... Just like the kingdom the, the vineyard owner, the, the the owner of the kingdom gives the wages every day. Every day. So that we don't have any any have to have any worry about what happens tomorrow. He gives them the wages today. So that nobody can accuse him of not fulfilling the requirements of the law. Now, I know we don't live by law, I understand that. I understand it. But you see, there's going to be an accusation coming against the landowner in a moment. And that accusation cannot be based on the fact that he hasn't fulfilled the law. And so he makes sure that he fills the re- fulfills the requirements of the law early on in this story so that during the interaction there's no recourse that they can come to him and say you didn't pay us at the correct time you should have paid he he does it all fulfills all the letter of the law it's a wonderful thing that he does that so that when the accusation comes they can't accuse him for not keeping the law now listen to this this is the interaction that happens later remember all these different people have been sent down at different times Verse 8, I want to repeat this again. In the evening, he told the foreman to go and call the workers in and to pay them, beginning with the last workers first. When those hired at 5 o'clock, basically it only worked an hour. Hour and a half, maybe two hours. Because the evening comes, and the evening comes around 6 o'clock in the Jewish calendar. When those hired at 5 o'clock were paid, each received a full day's wage. When those hired first came to get their wages, they assumed that they would receive more, but they were a paid. They were paid the same. Listen, listen to this, listen, because there's a lot to go at here. When they received their pay, they protested to the owner. Listen to this accusation: those people only worked one hour, and yet they were paid just as much as us who worked all day. You have made them equal to us. How dare you make them equal? You've made them equal to us. I wonder what the wages are in the, in the landowner's vineyard. I wonder what the wages are in the kingdom. We were in a Bible study the other day and, and uh, Bernie, Bernie said this. She said... Um, that she'd heard somebody preach and I don't know who it was. She'd heard them preach and they said that the wages for the people who worked in the, in the vineyard were represented grace, the grace of God, the mercy of God, the grace of God, the forgiveness of God. And that's a great thought because in this story, the landowner gives the people who'd only worked one hour exactly the same as the people who'd worked through the heat of the day. God's forgiveness, God's grace, God's mercy is the same to every single person who's in his kingdom. It's the same to every single person that works in his kingdom. Now, our work, our work may be different and our labor and our toil may be different. The reward is the same. The wages are the same. It's it's forgiveness and grace. Now we don't get, again, we don't get the grace and the forgiveness because of our work. And that's the point of the story. The people who only work one hour get the same as the people who work for the heat of the day and work all day. So we don't get the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness as a result of our work. We get the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness because we are in the vineyard. Because we've been asked for, by the landowner to participate in what he's doing in his kingdom. That's why we get the wages that we are given. And, and then this wonderful story... The accusation against the landowner is this. You have made them equal to us. You've made us all the same. Excuse me? Excuse me? Where did I hire you this morning? Where did I hire them? I hired you standing around in the market, the same place. What were you doing this morning when I hired you? What were they doing when I hired them? They were doing the same thing. Nothing. Where did you work? The same place. Who did you work for? The same landowner. Whose generosity is this? The same person. So he makes us the same and he gives us all forgiveness. He gives us all mercy and he gives us all grace. There can be no accusation against the landowner for treating everybody the same. It's his vineyard. It's his kingdom. It's his generosity. Now, the wonderful thing about this story is this. That we can be happy in the grace and forgiveness and the mercy that we receive. Or we can be jealous and envious in the grace and mercy that we receive. (laughs) I want to be happy in it. Happy are those, is what the psalm says. Happy are those that that live in the house of the Lord. Happy are those that work in his vineyard. Happy are those that receive the wages of the kingdom. Happy are those who receive the grace and the forgiveness of God. Happy are those. I want to be happy. I don't want to be jealous. I don't want to be resentful. I want to be happy. And my, my... My encouragement to you today is this, is the fact that God looks at us in all our different tasks and he forgives us all the same way. He gives us grace the same way. He gives us mercy the same way. Oh, be happy in it. Be happy in it. And don't look around and judge other people because he may treat them the same as he made them equal to you. Oh, God has treated us all the same. You know what? The Bible says this. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. Just like today. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. God's mercy and grace and forgiveness falls on all those who accept his invitation to be part of the work in his vineyard. Pray today that you'll receive and accept the invitation to be part of the landowner's work in his vineyard. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you. Stay safe and enjoy the work of the vineyard.
1: You On oh my cross